0: Welcome to the Conversations with Women of Color podcast with your hosts, Danusha and Megan. You've seen it all over social media
1: and the news. The Holiday Swindler, also known as Tasneem Moussa, she is the CEO of Hello Darlings, who allegedly defrauded more than 2,000 clients. It is estimated that she owes more than 120 million rands to clients. Then we've also seen The Tinder Swindler, a true life story of a serial fraudster and the woman he scammed. Now this documentary has earned its top spot on Netflix and is one of the most popular films worldwide. In today's episode of Hot Topics in a Flash, we chat about scammers and give you a few tips on how you can avoid getting scammed.
2: Hey Dee, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um,
1: Just trying to keep my head above the water. It's been a hectic uh, couple of weeks.
2: How are things on your side? You know, same. I think since this year started, it's just taken off with a bomb, like a little bomb. And now, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, which is very scary. And, yeah, I think just work-wise has been pretty hectic. So also trying to kind of find a good kind of routine. Um. But yeah, I, I think like now it's very important to us to be practicing mindfulness and like taking care of ourselves and those kind of things.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um I must say that going back to the gym has been um really amazing for my mental health. Obviously, um you still need to go for therapy if you you know if your mental health is at a point where you need help. But um I've just been experiencing this fogginess and this heaviness because You can't control, you know, what's happening in the world. Like you said, it's very scary, especially with the um, Russian invasion on Ukraine. But I've just been finding so much joy in movement these days. Um, I started going back to gym. I got the stomach bug. You're a guys. I couldn't go to gym for like two and a half weeks. I also started belly dancing. Couldn't dance um, either because... That stomach bug knocked me out. <laughs> you know, I couldn't even eat or anything.
2: Did you have the bug as well? Oh, my gosh. I remember he was so sick. Um, that's horrible. No, I didn't. But are you sure it wasn't typhoid fever? Because the other article said that, you know, that was happening around the same time that everyone had these, like, stomach bugs. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if it was that. could have
1: been typhoid fever, but... Um... I, I don't know because I mean I drink water from the tap, so it could have been you know I I don't know but it was hectic Um and it it just felt like it was taking forever to heal, but I'm so happy sure. to um have healed and I started dancing again and I'm back in the gym. <laughs> it feels like um like I just started but it's okay which um, yeah it's been really really amazing what what are you watching or anything interesting happening on your side oh
2: uh, uh yeah so actually they said the water first it doesn't cause typhoid, the water's fine so it was literally going out in the air um but yeah like a lot of people had it and it was very hectic but I'm glad you're better now um and I also started Pilates it's been a month of black like Pilates for me every week I'm um, going to class which has been so good I didn't even know my body can move in so many ways like I didn't even know there were muscles that existed in the places they do um so yeah every session I die like I feel like I'm dying but it's so good um but yeah I'm also just enjoying that and like also like hiking and those kind of things um I watched love is blind I was even listening to a podcast on it earlier um the DT character or not character the DT. Uh, woman she was on a podcast and explaining what was kind of like happening and it was so interesting it was I only watched it because everyone was talking about D and Sheikh. his name's actually Abhishek like the actor Abhishek Bachchan but he goes by a Sheikh, which is like very surprising that he doesn't use his Indian name um, but anyway yeah they were saying like he's such a misogynist and um it's got like internalized racism and that's why I watched it uh because I don't watch any reality tv um but yeah it was quite shocking how he behaved and how he treated her uh, but yeah if you are going to watch it I'm not going to tell you what happens but yeah that's what I watched recently most recently and is it on Netflix or where do you guys watch it oh yeah it's on Netflix uh, season two um, I think season one was a while ago, but I never watched it. Um, but yeah, I just went to season two. I even just skipped to like, <laughs> I watched one of the episodes and I skipped to like the reunion because that's where you saw what happened like after everything. Um, but then eventually I put it on in the background. So I'm not a reality like TV person, but it was for this couple that I particularly watched it for because it was all over, like every social media platform I looked, everyone was talking about this couple. Um, and this guy in particular, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I've never heard you speaking about
2: reality TV. The only time you've mentioned never. it. Is-
1: <laughs> you only mention it when um, you have something bad to say about the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh,
2: gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, too, I see from other people. Oh, I, you know, I used to watch survival when I was a child. I used to love survival, yeah. like, growing up, and like WWE. Well, that's not reality. That's just entertainment. Oh, what, oh, I used to love Amazing Race, but that time there wasn't options. There was no Netflix. There was no, like, you know, downloading or whatever. There was just TV. <laughs> you had like four channels. So oh, we didn't even have MNET. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think it was SABC One, Two, Three, and uh, ETV. <laughs> and I remember. Yeah. Uh, in Survivor. I wasn't such a big fan of. The Amazing Race, but I love Survivor. I think my father still watches Survivor to this day, you guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the South African one, I mean, it's worth watching. I don't know, people are watching it. I don't know if i would watch it, but yeah, Survivor used to be
1: good. Yeah, and uh, speaking of, you know, things that are trending on social media, have you seen the recent story about uh, Tasneem Mwesa, also known as the holiday swindler?
2: the holidays would shame. that came like very quickly that was like the instant <laughs> reply to one of the tweets um yeah but no it's not funny so i didn't see it um i actually saw it in january at first when people were saying that they were waiting for like refunds from her or there was bad service that kind of thing and that's when a lot of the influencers kind of um denounced any association with her cuz i think people were also complaining to them so I was like, you know, I, would, I actually, know I saw it through the influencers and I actually recommended it to someone. And then lucky this thing happened in Jan where they were saying that they was this really bad service and they didn't get their money and this and that. Um, and I told him, no, don't go and book it because this is what's happening. So it's very um, strange that now it's March and now people are coming forward. You know what I mean? It's been like two months. So I, I do believe, like, I actually saw a thread um, by someone saying that she thinks that it's, it was Talia, um, saying that it's a Ponzi kind of scheme. And I actually believe that because it makes sense um, if you look at the timeline. But yeah, I just think it's so, it's so sad for the people that lost their money and they obviously can't find Taz. Um And also, like, there's just been a lot of scams happening lately that we've been watching and seeing. Or, like, it's been happening already, but, like, we've, we're we just seeing a lot of scams happening now. I wonder if it's, like, COVID-related, like, in her
1: case. I feel so bad for the people that, you know, saved up uh, for a holiday to Dubai or Mauritius. This morning, I was reading an article on News24, and I, I really felt for this guy because he was saying, it's not a lot of money. It's just fifty thousand, but it's taken him and his family ten years to save up that fifty thousand and just to afford a holiday. And he said, like the disappointment in his son's face. Uh, I think his son is like four years old or something. Uh, when he told him a few days ago that unfortunately, you know, they're not gonna be able to go on the holiday, and the son was like, "No, Dad, it's fine. I've got money in my piggy bag or my piggy bank." Um, We can just, you know, take that money and book another holiday. So, yeah, that was heartbreaking. And I really feel bad for people who have saved and invested money because, you know, it's the last two or three years has been really hectic. And everyone's kind of like at a stage now where they feel like they're ready to start traveling again. And, you know, it's a well-deserved break for so many individuals or families and just to like just to see the disappointment and to read the stories is it's really heartbreaking I don't know how anyone can do that it's it's really sad
2: yeah absolutely and there were some screenshots of like how much money is kind of owed from one of the groups I don't know how legit it is, but they're trying to like figure out and some people were spending like much more than 50,000 one person spent like a million maybe they booked for like a bigger family or something um so it looks like you took a lot of money and it's it's terrible because I mean like you're saying after these two years we've already been through the most. People had to cancel trips, people couldn't see their families. We all know what we went through and you know the Omni came, you know, towards the end of last year and like just a shit ton's happening in the world. And now not only do you not get your trip, but you're also probably not getting your money. Well, if you find it then maybe, but if not, you might not ever get that money back.
1: Yeah, that's true. Where do you think she is hiding? Because a few people have suspected she's in Turkey, Mauritius or Dubai. But do you think she's still in South Africa or um, do you think she's um maybe traveled to another place?
2: So what I saw is that she was never in South Africa to begin with. Um, She was in Dubai. But I mean, if they're looking for you and they can't find you, she maybe is hiding and maybe Um, she's not there anymore, but yeah, I honestly have no idea, Um, but I do think that the more people that come forward, the more people that create cases, like, you know, go to the police and report it, and don't wait for other people to do it, go and do it yourself, Um, the more, you know, they can get, like, intel, and, like, just talking to authorities, maybe even globally, they can hopefully find her, and maybe she'll be persecuted, even if she doesn't have money, Um, because, like, this is so terrible. And if you don't stop someone like this, who's to
1: say they won't do it again? Yeah, that, that's true. I think it's, you know, about making sure you report the person and then also preventing them from doing it again. Um, it's also quite sad to see the way um, influencers have also been blamed for, you know, the scamming, even though they had nothing to do with it. Um, it it was basically it's just very unfortunate you know the company looked legit and you know there were people who posted um, images on social media on social media they posted uh, reviews and testimonials saying you know what an amazing holiday they had so it's not like there was no evidence um, but now influencers are also being dragged in and saying but you guys are to blame for this because you um, promoted this woman's business which is called hello darlings
2: yeah firstly when our influence is not being dragged like we don't say anything or do anything and we're still being dragged all over the internet like every other day Um, so people just wait for the opportunity firstly Um, secondly I also believe that As an influencer, you have responsibilities to do your homework and to do your research. But when I read more about it and I looked into it and I've seen what the influencers have said and then I saw what people are saying as well on Twitter and all of these things. I realized that for them, they went to the trip. It all worked out fine. They enjoyed it. They talked about it. There was no sign that anything was wrong or that anything was scammy or stealing money or it was a Ponzi scheme or whatever scheme it is. So they didn't know. But also at the same time, like there's no website for this person. So you as a customer, leave the influences. I don't think it's completely, like it's not their fault. But you as a customer, if you go and you're buying something, there's no website, there's no compliance, there's no legal, there's no anything. And you're booking a trip for like 50,000 rand. I mean, isn't that dodge? The person's using a personal account, not even a business account and you're EFTing them. Doesn't that seem dodge?
1: Hmm. I mean, I, I mean, as millennials, both of us are millennials. um, I don't even trust a business if they don't have social media pages, even if they have a website, um, because I always want to do a bit of research and, you know, check out um, uh, reviews and stuff all over. So I, I mean, personally, as a customer, I'm not blaming this on the influencers, but as a customer, I would never ever book um, a holiday through an agent that doesn't have a website because that's already like one of the first red flags. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about you?
2: Yeah, no, I never would as well. Like, I don't even, sometimes I don't even trust even though if they have the website and the social media. I need to see like this SSL on the website, like encryption, so that if I put my payment details in, you can see it's secure, those kind of things. Um, but also because like you're saying we're millennials we in the space we also know because we work in social media that things can happen Um, so yeah I think going forward this will be a learning lesson for a lot of people I also don't blame the customer I obviously blame Taz Taz is completely to blame Um, Tasneem, Taz, um, the CEO whatever Uh, but I really do think that going forward that we should you know be more aware of these things but it was the perfect scheme if you think about it because nobody knew i mean she's using other people's money to probably find the the trips that were happening you know now you know so if you're paying now you're going to cover the trips that's happening now but then someone else is going to cover your trip you know in the future that's probably how it was working. like you know taking from peter to pay paul um and then also just um like word of mouth marketing, it shows you it really works. It actually shows you influencer marketing also really works. How, I mean looking at how much money people have spent, I mean obviously this stuff works. Um, but yeah, I really just hope that they do find her and that people can get, I mean at least some people get their money back off.
1: Yeah, I mean I have to agree influencer marketing definitely works. Um, but I think she also relied on word of mouth marketing. And I guess, you know, if I'm telling you about this amazing holiday, you're going to get this, you know, um, this special at a five-star hotel in Mauritius, you're probably going to trust me because it's coming from me. It's coming from someone you know. So these Ponzi schemes rely on, you know, things like trust. Um, and and like you said, they take money to, you know, to pay for the next trip. And it's it's just, oh, it's really, really sad. I just really hope that they find this woman and that, you know, they're able to do something to her, because I just think it it would be really unfair if she got away with it.
2: Yeah, no, same, Um, it's a terrible situation, and I just, I do feel for everybody, that, you know, you believe, like, I also suggested to someone, if they had booked, I'd be so guilt, i feel so guilty, like, you know, it's my fault, Um, but yeah, I only think there's one person to blame, and yeah, she must be persecuted and found, and feedback you know
1: whatever she has yeah you, you shouldn't blame yourself because i mean it looked like a trustworthy business so i mean it's the same with um simon the the tinder swindler you know he also looked like you know someone you could trust because he um created this illusion that he's the successful businessman or the son of a successful businessman um you know scammers rely on trust um and they've Yeah, they they rely on
2: trust to lure people in
1: and to scam them.
2: Mm, Let's talk about him because, wow, I think he really knew how to pick his victims. When you watch the documentary, you can see the type of person that he chooses. And so you assume that he hasn't done this for the first time. He didn't even start like that year. He's probably done it so many times throughout his life um, that he... Probably has a rule book for how to scam people and how to like choose them and what to say. I mean, he has all the voice notes pre-recorded. He's got the videos pre-recorded for his sub story of Peter going down. My enemies are after me. I mean, yeah, it's it's so it's so bewildering when you watch it because you just think that do these people have a moral compass at all? Yeah,
1: and and, I mean, I think he was very strategic in the way he planned. You know, all those deceitful stories. I think he also used a little bit of charm um, to get the woman, you know, to start liking him and eventually falling in love. Um, so there was lots of strategy behind his deceit, but I honestly think Simon is a psychopath. It's, it's, it's so scary that we live in a world where, you know, you gotta be so careful of people because you really don't know what their intentions are. Are they literally just, you know, speaking to you because they want to be your friend or your lover? Or are they, you know, out here trying to scam you and get, like, millions of money? Um, yeah, it's just really scary.
2: And when I watched, I remember the one woman saying it was, like, a, a Disney movie. It was, like, you're the princess. And like, you know, you're going to all these exotic locations, the guy, and that's so dreamy. And it's, like, you know, you're never going to get this opportunity again. Um, and, yeah, you, you have, like, FOMO, basically. Um, so, yeah, you said, like, you love bomb them. And he, you know, made them think that they were signing up for something that they weren't. But also at the same time, us growing up watching these Disney movies and thinking that, you know, uh, we need to find our partners that are like this rich or have power or money um, or that we should always be there for a person, or a man, especially as a woman, that kind of thing. I think that it's a lot to show or it says a lot about the society that we grew up in.
1: Yeah, I also think it plays a bit on fantasy because, um, as a girl, especially growing up, like you said, you're watching all these Disney movies, and in your mind, you're like, you know, I'm going to have this fairy tale wedding one day when I grow up with this big, you know, princess or ball um, gown. Um, but it creates a fantasy that, that just isn't always uh, realistic. Um, And I think in this case, it it was very dangerous because I remember the one um, woman speaking about, you know, the experience with Simon feeling like some sort of a fantasy. But I think that should have been the the red flag or the first red flag. If something feels like it's too good to be true, then unfortunately, it probably is too good to be true. Because like you mentioned, these scammers use uh, strategies like love bombing, where they give you you know all these exper uh, these um, luxurious gifts, and they bombard you with things like attention. It's it's just part of a bigger plan, or it's part of the strategy to eventually get money from you.
2: Hundred mm, percent. I mean, the one woman was just his friend. She wasn't even like romantically involved with him. So he really had a hold over these people. And recently, I actually saw that the the family, the name Lavie, that family were actually gonna sue him for using his name i don't know what the update is on that story but i was so glad because i was waiting for somebody to do something because he is literally out there spot free yeah he's living his best life
1: um he's started a business where he's going to be consulting um he's landed a um a deal with this agent in um hollywood he may be starting a dating show He's, he may have a book deal. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh my god! Yeah. So what a book deal! Going, yeah, he's going to be giving dating advice on TV, and he's obviously going to be writing about it as well. I mean, it's very scary to see the amount of supporters he's gained over the last few months. Um, I don't know. Are people just scam other women? I
2: I don't know. I'm so shocked I mean I saw the the show but I mean a book deal I mean what what is he going to teach people just how to scam people I don't understand I mean and he's a guy I mean would he be getting the support if he was a woman because I feel like who's supporting him must be men
1: so he would definitely not get the support um he would would have been cancelled by now um but the world is very very different for men Um, so yeah the book and the the tv show will be based on dating and then the website that he created is like a um, some sort of uh, business consultancy so he's also giving um, advice to various business men and women Um, so yeah it's very interesting to see
2: how his life has changed um, since the tinder swindler wow damn so all you have to do is do some. Shady shit and then you know you can get a book deal and all companies (laughs) to work for jobs and consult. I mean, oh gosh, this is insane. I mean, I really, I mean, the way he did it, it was so perfectly planned so that you know everyone else's names were on the loans, not his name. And you can't say someone forced me to take a loan because that sounds insane. Um, it's like almost a perfect crime. And then, you know, he doesn't have any repercussions.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it wasn't only for, you know, the the woman he was dating. And may I also add that he was dating multiple women at the same time from various mm. places across the globe. Um, but he also did it to, you know, some of the friends, or some of his friends, um, and and who knows who else. Perhaps there were more people that didn't want to come forward. Um, but I think you shared a link with me um a few weeks ago where. They were interviewing a few women on Quad Blanche right um, here in South Africa. These women, you know, they were mm-hmm. just about how they were scammed by men um, via, you know, various dating apps and WhatsApp, uh, et cetera. So, yeah, it's, it's very scary to see that these things are happening right here on our doorstep. And the women who were interviewed on Quad Blanche are quite, you know, quite um, middle age to, you know, the older woman. So it's happening to individuals of all ages. And yeah, I just think it's important to to know how to prevent yourself from getting scammed.
2: 100%, yeah, definitely um, would not say that, you know, no one is excluded from being a victim. Anyone, any one of us could have been a victim, especially if you're a very caring and very giving person. Um, so yeah, we actually reached out to a psychologist, Her name is Rafi Bikram, and we asked her what was her advice and tips to help people from knowing when something seems too good to be true could be a scam, and this is what she said.
0: With so much of our lives depending on technology, it's no surprise that people also look for love online. In the midst of a global pandemic, it's even more likely for people to meet online these days. While there are many success stories, there are sadly also many con artists, identity thieves and fraudsters online seeking out vulnerable people. I guess we all want to believe in love and in fairy tales. This might be partly due to growing up reading fairy tales or watching way too many rom-coms. Human beings have what we call a confirmation bias. That is, they seek out and pay attention to anything that confirms what they want to believe. So this might actually explain why many don't see the red flags. Whether you meet someone online or in person, there are some red flags to look out for. The most important is what psychologists call love bombing. This is when you get too deeply involved too soon. So love bombing takes the form of excessive admiration, attention and affection, which can be easily mistaken for love and romance. They might be professions of love and grand gestures or extravagant gifts very on in a relationship. There might also be talk of a future together, when you haven't even gotten to know each other well enough, or proclamations of being each other's soulmate. This is actually manipulation, because once you're drawn in, they might try to isolate you from family and friends, demand excessive time with you, gaslight you, appear controlling, and become abusive. Sadly, many remain in such relationships because they feel obligated after all the grand gestures they've received. They might be manipulated into believing that the person is going to change or the other might make promises that they'll never end up keeping. So the first and most important thing to do is to slow down. Do not cut yourself off from the family and friends that you trust. Because having their support and listening to their perspectives of your relationship might actually help you to see more clearly. It's easier for other people to see a relationship better from the outside than when you're actually in it. Set healthier boundaries about your time, what behavior and treatment you tolerate, and spend some time away from the person so you have a chance to reflect on what you actually want in a relationship. It's helpful to think of the non negotiable qualities you want in a life partner. This is something that's helpful for us all to do. So, when you do meet a potential partner, you can take things slow enough to observe whether they even meet these criteria and that the criteria is consistent over time. Above all, if anyone seems too good to be true, trust your gut.
2: Yeah, so those tips are very helpful. Um, I think. If something feels like it's too good to be true, touch your gut, you know, do your research, listen to your friends when they tell you, you know, it seems dodgy. you know. When you ask your friends or your family, listen to them. Um, but yeah, I think let's all just be a little bit wiser um going forward.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um I mean, it doesn't only apply to dating, but also to space or place where you invest in your money, whether it's in a holiday or you're purchasing an item of clothing. Um, Just be careful. Do your research first. Um, If you're not sure, ask a friend, a family member, or just uh, speak to someone that you trust just to, you know, maybe give you some assistance. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there are scammers and people who are trying to take your money or deceit you in some way or the other so yeah just be careful and um, trust your gut your gut will guide you
2: 100 thank you so much me for the chat um, I enjoyed it and I hope everybody else does as well and if you want to tell us more or like share more of your story then just comment on any one of our social media um, posts on this it's conversations with women of color on instagram and we'll see you guys there awesome see you guys next time bye bye thank you for joining conversations with women of color check out our instagram page called conversations with women of color and we'll see you there